Hello, hello, Matt. Welcome to episode 68 of buygrowrepeat.com. How are you doing, Matt? I am doing very well. How about you? Excellent. Doing okay here. Got some frustrating parts of the week, I have to be honest. Some exciting parts of the week as well. And uh, continue to grind, continue to stick to my healthy diet, continue to go to the gym five to six times a week. You're a lot better than I. <laughs> this is not a competition, right? We're just trying to, I'm just trying to be better than uh, myself yesterday. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I used to watch a person on YouTube and his whole mantra was, a little bit better every day. Like if you get 1% better every day, the end of the year, you're so much percentage better than you were like when you started off, right? So if you can just better yourself a little bit every day, you will end up in a far better place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So how was your week? You said you had good parts, bad parts. What are the good parts and what are the bad parts? (laughs) Uh, let's start off the bad parts. So got a couple of customer requests. Uh, last week, I mentioned that there's a bug. There's like a sev one bug, frankly, from Facebook where it would break certain surveys. So Facebook allows messenger chatbot developers to embed a button in there where it could open up a web view, right? So it creates tons of possibilities because you can embed a button, it could open up basically any type of web page and you can interact with the web page and then go right back into the Messenger app. That was broken, I think, on the 1st of August, that part for all Android users, not just SurveyBot, but all Android users. So there were a ton of um, comments on the bug report and it took 21 days for them to ship a fix. Two customer, actually the third customer, sent um, support requests telling me that they were stuck on something. A lot of their users were stuck in the survey, and this is the part of the problem. And so I had to get back to them and say, well, they need to update Messenger if they're on Android. And before mm-hmm. they do that, there's nothing much I can do. I mean, you can, I literally asked them to include it at the top of the survey. So the first thing that their users would see is that. If you're on an Android phone, then please update to the latest messenger that was updated on the 21st of August. So that's the sucky part because I think a lot of them were, they felt it was SurveyBot's problem, but it, when it wasn't, but hey. I think it's one of the issues of building a business on somebody else's platform. And there's obviously a lot of advantages to building on a third-party platform. And there's disadvantages, and this is just one of the key kind of disadvantages is that when there's an issue with the platform, people think it's you and it's your service, even when it's not. And there was an interesting discussion this week. Somebody pointed out they had a Shopify app business where they were creating apps for Shopify and they were talking about churn. And it's quite difficult to calculate like churn of your app on Shopify because you don't know whether they actually churned because they canceled your app specifically or if they just went out of business or went off Shopify, right? So you've got like these two different customers. So I think Shopify churn in general sits at about 4% and this person's churn was sitting at 8%. So they deduced out of that that the churn of their app was likely more 4% and not 
8%. Just an, another kind of factor of building on a third-party platform. You're at the mercy of the platform itself and, you know, not just your business. Mm-hmm, yeah. And usually it's not this bad because this is like pretty bad. <laughs> the fact that they completely get stuck and can't proceed until the new Android app came out. Uh, yeah. So that was the sucky part. The good part is that I got a, quite a bit of new signups. Nice. Where did they come from? They pretty much all organic. Did you see a bump in traffic or did your conversion rate just improve this week? Uh, that's a good question. I didn't take a look. They just um, came in and I would go in from time to time to check out, you know, what type of surveys they're creating or if they are just uh, checking it out and then following up with an email. I want to talk to them to collect some qualitative data, but it's hard. It's hard to talk to people these days. I don't know. Maybe I need to follow up more. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out a way to catch their attention so that when they sign up and I don't see a ton of activity or maybe they created a survey that they wouldn't mind just hitting reply and asking me questions or just giving me feedback. Yeah, I think that would be super helpful. I think like in the ideal work world, that's how, how it works. But from what I've observed, both in my own businesses and having seen people discuss this internet and in communities, is that it's extremely hard to get feedback from customers and there was just a case this week of somebody who was offering a $25 I think it was an Amazon gift card or some sort of a gift card for feedback on their support agents and they sent this out to a number of people I believe it was over 100 I feel like it was 189 could be wrong with that number but it went out to a significant significant amount of people and not one person gave feedback for that $25 gift card. So even when you incentivize people to give you feedback, they still don't do it. And I think it's a case of people, you know, obviously just caring for themselves in a lot of cases, but not having the time, being busy. There's a lot of obstacles in the way of getting feedback from somebody. So, yeah, I think that's hard. I don't know what the answer to it is. I don't know. I don't haven't really... Personally, I don't know of anybody who's successfully been able to get feedback from customers. I tried it with WP Discussion Board and didn't get anything as well. I sent out emails with MailChimp. I had collected like a semi-decent list and was not able to get anybody to respond. I remember even on my Black Friday promotion, giving like really good discounts to people who had downloaded the free version but hadn't upgraded to Pro. And it was just so hard to get them to upgrade to Pro. So, yeah, it's it's tough. It's not an easy thing. You know, for me, it's like there was uh, another, I'm just referencing discussions this week. There was another discussion around like whether getting customer feedback is the kind of right approach to designing or building a product. There was two arguments where some people were saying, hey, it's like it's a good approach. But then the question is like, how do you get that feedback? But the other side of the coin was like, hey, maybe you should just, ship and you should build and you should release stuff and then if people really dislike something like that's the only time that you'll hear from people is when they dislike something and you will hear from them so if you like continuously shipping and you do something that they don't like then you know what's not working and if if you can kind of gather some sort of metrics around the features that you're shipping and how they're being used and you see that they are being used and they've been used in in a kind of positive sort of way 
then you know that you're building the right things. And it's up to you as a person who's building the product to dictate where you're going to take the product versus trying to ask people what they want. So you become the driver of the ship. Yeah, I mean, when you're asking people, it doesn't mean that they're the driver of the ship, right? It just means that you're collecting information. You're looking for that high bandwidth communication. Someone mentioned that building a company is really just, especially technology companies, right? Because we're not you know, selling real estate or anything like that, but we are literally just generating ideas in our head and then realizing them in the form of software and then trying to figure out whether that provides value. So in a sense, you're building this learning machine that goes through this loop where let's say you don't, you're not the market. So you you assume the market wants something. So you build a little bit of it, you push it out. The market tells you yay or nay, or we want more features or go in a different direction. And then you have to learn from that. And then you t- tweak your product. And then you just go through this loop. And the faster you go through this loop, the more successful or the probability of success is going to be higher the faster you go through this loop because you can go through more iterations. And I think that's what I'm trying to do in terms of talking to people, which is talking to people takes you know one single email to get someone to talk to you. I mean Sometimes you you know they might ignore your email, but if you look at the most ideal case, yeah, one email, and then they perhaps they reply, and you can try to ask them to jump on a call. Then now you have very high bandwidth communication. But you're also going to get um, biased communication. You're going to get communication that suits that specific user's use case. And if you don't get a big enough sample, you could also be led in the wrong direction. Personally, I think a lot of that kind of feedback that you get and that should like shape the roadmap of your product should come from people talking about bugs or things that aren't working for them because a you will hear about them and then people asking for new features saying hey does your software do this and if it doesn't well there's a clear indicator of something that you can build and include in your piece of software yeah then that's why there's a technique right in talking to your customers and how you select who do you talk to for those who are interested i actually did a, an interview with michelle hansen who actually wrote a book called Deploy Empathy, highly recommended. So yeah, I think that's the general wisdom. I think that's the whole YC thing, right? Is once you get into YC, the two things that you constantly do and you iterate on is talk to customer, build more features or build product. Talk to customers, build product, right? It's literally just just that (laughs) is pretty much some people's experience in going to YC. So I think that is also something that I've had the experience of doing, you know, learning something that I would never have learned by talking to people. So that is sort of my approach. Well, one interesting other thing about YC is that I didn't know, and I just learned this week because somebody wrote a really good article about how they got into YC the beginning of this year and kind of their experience. But there's apparently a heavy push on A, like shipping, but B, monetizing. So they want you to monetize within the like first two to three weeks of being in the program, which is quite interesting. I think that's important because monetization is like the ultimate proof of value, right? If people are willing to pay, that means you've got something. If people aren't willing to pay, you might not have something. Yeah, I think that that might, might have shifted also because I think it depends on what business you're in. 
for B2B SaaS, like for what we're doing for sure, yeah. That like monetization, it's a sign that you're providing some sort of value, right? Or or else people won't even want to give you the credit card numbers. Yeah. So looking to push for that growth, which we talked about before we record. Where do you feel that growth is going to come from? Like in a year from now, right? You've done something. What was that thing that you did that took you like, like, let's just call it like 2x growth, right? So you've doubled the revenue of the product in a year from now. What caused that shift? Is it, I've got my own, like, obviously we've talked back and forth about this quite a bit. So I've got my own opinions, but I'd like to like understand from your perspective, like, where do you see that growth coming from within SurveyBot? Yeah. So I think for an app like SurveyBot, it just comes down to, having that one single traction channel that works. And it feels like right now that will be SEO. But I think the issue with growth right now is not about to have that top of funnel. It's, it's more about activation. So I think we, we might want to shift to a topic that we discuss that I think you have some insight into, which is what you mentioned is that you believe that SurveyBot shouldn't be built on top of Facebook alone. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things that we've um, been back and forth about in our own discussions of the podcast. But for me, I think that SurveyBot has massive potential. I just don't think that potential is on the Facebook platform for two reasons. One, working on, on a single platform puts you at, a lot of risk for you know what we just spoke about at the beginning of this podcast that you kind of tie to that platform platform goes down and it becomes like your issue as a product and the second reason is facebook bots are just not as popular as they used to be and you know four or five years ago i remember they were all the rage i'm on a lot of marketing emails and everybody was talking about using bots on facebook for lots of different reasons whether it's feedback or driving sales or you can use them for anything and in the marketing emails that I'm reading today that I'm still subscribed to, there's zero talk about Facebook bots. So I don't know if that markets, and I think it's my belief, if you look at the trajectory of survey bots, you've seen that decline in full force because the product was super, super successful a couple of years ago, and it's not really making the revenue that it used to make. So for me, like if you're in that situation, you look, well, how can I take what I've got? And how can I pivot that into something that is still being used? And I think as a general concept, surveys are, it's massive. It's a massive industry. A lot of people use it. And it's just finding the medium that people are using to create surveys today. You look at, you know, software like SurveyMonkey, millions and millions of users use that to create surveys. You look at Google Docs, you know, you can essentially create a survey on Google Docs as well. So it's finding the right medium. And for me, the ultimate medium for SurveyBot would be web. So like literally vanilla web. And then building out some sort of an integration database where you use your web survey interface and you integrate it into third parties like Facebook, like Slack, like WordPress, like WooCommerce, like Shopify, like Ghost, all these different integration platforms, you integrate into them and you do that for two reasons. One, to access a share of their marketplace. 
and two, to build your brand and to essentially co-market with these companies and build your business at the same time. So it's a super successful, a lot of people have used a strategy to build very, very successful businesses. And if I ever started a business again, well, not if, when I start a business again, I'm going to be using integrations as a way to build the business. Look at Zapier just as a kind of pure integration play, how successful they are. And the minute that you start integrating with other services, you'll see a lot of growth. So if I was in your shoes and I was taking over survey bots, I'd be looking at like going back vanilla web, going to the vanilla web and building something that integrates just with a JavaScript form on your website. So you embed a Java piece of JavaScript. When a user comes to your website, it opens up a little survey. It says, do you want to take a survey? You click yes. And you can start answering questions and then you can embed that as an iframe. And then you start looking for that integration play and you integrate with as many different services as possible. And you contact those services and you say, Hey, service X, I've just integrated with you. Here's the link. Here's the documentation. Let me know if you've got any questions. The high likelihood that that company is going to list it as in some sort of an integration marketplace. Sometimes that's an automated process. So you just list yourself. And you're going to drive traffic and users doing that. So surveys aren't going away. There's just no way that they're doing. But the medium that people use to take surveys or gather data, I think, changes. And certain platforms become popular for it, like Facebook was. I'm not saying that people aren't doing surveys on Facebook. There's clearly still a market for it because you've got users signing up and there's, you've got competitors as well. I just think you're going to be far more in a beneficial position as a business, having this web-based integration that you can use to leverage other marketplaces and platforms to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just taking a lot of notes. Um, All the stuff that you're saying is very useful. So let's be more a little concrete because you said, hey, if you were going to take over, let's imagine you're taking over SurveyBot and uh, you said, build an integration database, look at all these uh, different integration points or integration opportunities like uh, Zapier, which, which we do have an integration there, or Ghost, uh, Shopify, all these different online apps where we could build a survey chatbot for their uh, platform. So how would you actually go about doing this technically? So let's say you're my boss, you t- you're taking over for the next uh, couple of months. The thing right now that could be a big obstacle is the way how SurveyBot is built. Initially, I think it was just built having one single platform in mind, which is Facebook. So in a sense, the whole technical stack and everything behind the scenes is not trying to build a survey. It's literally just trying to build a sort of a flow inside Facebook Messenger with answering a survey in mind so the whole thing is sort of coupled to this api coupled to facebook um, messenger chat format data types how do you go about pulling that apart do you build an mvp that is completely separate how would you go about doing it so there's a lot of different ways and it's going to come down to a few key factors one is like, how quickly do you want to pull this off? 
Like how, how desperate are you for this change to happen? Do you need it to happen because, you know, in six months you're going out of business if it doesn't happen or do you have two years? The other thing is level of technical expertise. So do you have deep technical expertise where you can rebuild or refactor something with a solid architecture? And again, timeliness comes into that. The other thing is like, do you first want to test this as a concept? And I suppose like my approach would be very different from your approach because we've got different backgrounds, skill sets and how we approach problems. I would look to leverage as much of what you've got as possible. Use, do as little, as few changes as possible to what you've currently got and somehow come up with a version of this web based integration to test and to send to people and to try to get people to start using. And I think like in your case, that's likely doing something along the lines of taking the existing Facebook Messenger website embed and just leveraging that. So it means you don't have to create the embed yourself. You just essentially getting people to embed Messenger onto their website. And there's the WordPress plugins that do this. And there's, I'm sure there's Shopify plugins that do this. So you're just doing the same thing but you're tying a survey to it. Likely that's the path of least resistance. It's not the perfect solution because you're still leveraging Facebook, but it's at least a step in the direction of, hey, this is where we want to move the, the direction we want to move the product in and see if you start getting some feedback on that and yeah, take it from there. Like, you know, my usual inclination is to build and to refactor and to pick apart and <laughs> and to you know, want to create something from scratch, but I think that would be the complete wrong approach here. I would look for that MVP solution. And that's a new mindset that I'm developing for myself and trying to like see value in what already exists and just leverage what already exists versus and prove something versus like, you know, just gung ho taking a sledgehammer and knocking everything down and rebuilding. So yeah, I think that's the approach that I would take. Yeah, just path of least resistance. Yeah, I can definitely see that working. I mean, practically, that's very minimal changes because right now, once you build a survey, you can pretty much click a button and that is just a URL. It would redirect you to a messenger link. And that link, if you're on the phone, then it might go to your native messenger app if you have it installed. But I can always just spin up my my own web page and embed it, you know, underneath the SurveyBot domain, that will be the only change when they click on a button mm-hmm. instead of going to, you know, messenger.com slash a whole bunch of params to direct them to the messenger app with the right bot, then it would just be directing them to the page that I just spin up and with the embed. Yeah, so that will definitely work. I can see yeah. working relatively and you could even start testing out integrations with that so you could build for instance a very very basic wordpress plugin where you activate and you type your survey bot api key and you select a survey or campaign one of these web-based ones and all that does is add the facebook button to your website and then you're, you're sorted right facebook button to the website so that facebook chat button the messenger button yeah 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 you're giving them the ability to add that without having to add script to their template. And it connects to the SurveyBot API, which gets that, you know what their embed code is because you've got that connection between the two. 
Yeah, I really like that idea. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not not something that I've thought of because I always thought of the messengers and an app that you install on your phone or even on your computer. I like that idea. And then you can, because it's an iframe, right? Inside, you can even have control on the page around the widget, right? Or, or maybe some instructions or something, or I don't know, some description of what is happening. Yeah. My wife sells has an e-commerce store locally, which she sells jewelry. And she uses that widget, Facebook Messenger widget for customer support. And it's very effective. She gets a lot of people contacting her through that widget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely something that I... <laughs> Now I'm like excited to just like do this like right after because mm-hmm. I can almost see directly like how to do that right now in my head. Maybe yeah. there could be some testing that that's involved that I need to, but it, it's pretty relatively straightforward. Don't overthink it. According to Daniel Vasallo, indie hackers don't <laughs> write unit tests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wonder what's uh yeah what's the next thing he's gonna say? Yeah, profit is uh overrated or don't care about profits if you're a solo mm-hmm. solo founder don't care about profits don't care about revenue don't we care won't, about customers. we won't go into this argument but i agree with him <laughs> on the unit test thing i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that um real-time live mastermind uh, session i think that's something that i i'll uh, try to push out before next week yeah i'd like to see it next week yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe you can fun. convince your wife to uh, to use it yeah. <laughs> for sure. Anything else? No, not for me. All right, so I'll wrap it for us. Show notes can be found on buygrowrepeat.com. I am Johnny Tall on Twitter. Matt is Matt Jerry on Twitter. This episode is edited by Rory Yonkerkow. You can find his Instagram at Radio Rory. We will see you next week.